that team that needs an entire rebrand. The Houston? Washington Redskins. Oh, yes. Wow. That's, a, that's a great. Yeah, it's everything. Just change it. Burn everything. Yeah. It's probably because of the jersey color, right? Like, that's the reason. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> From tip off to buzzer beater. Kick off to Hail Mary. This is Triple Overtime. Welcome back. We appreciate you stopping in and listening to us talk about nothing for a little while. By the time this episode drops, we'll be 31 days, no sports. Yes, I am keeping a countdown. Uh, we all miss it. NBA playoffs should be starting in seven days, but this is the world we live in now. So, gentlemen, what are you guys thinking could improve uh, upon our current situation? Anything? Um, so I was like thinking about coming up with something miraculously. I was thinking, man, like if we could just have something, just, just something to keep us going. You know, you said 31 days. It feels like, feels like 31 weeks, man. It's, it's crazy. But next thing you know, man, you know, who else but the NBA coming up with that horse competition that's coming out soon that, that uh, the NBA and ESPN are working on. Which is crazy. I mean, I never thought I'd be so excited about a game. Are of we work. excited about that? I am. I am. I don't know about <laughs> you. I mean, I'll speak for everybody. I mean, you should be. You know, I mean, it's the first time I'll see a basketball on live television for 31 days. 31 so. days. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal to me, but that's one of the things that I want to talk to you guys about this week is like, do we feel like the NBA could be marketing this like any better? I don't mean like, cause we give, and I, and I say that we give the NBA a lot of hype for their marketing. Like we've talked about it before on this podcast. Are they, you know, they're in a rough spot just like everybody else. I don't want to definitely, I definitely don't want to throw stones at a glass house right now, but you know, is there something more that they could be doing to still be bringing people in? Cause like this horse thing, it's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Are we, are we really interested in it? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know what Cliff's going to say, but I just feel like Adam Silver is, Adam Silver is very smart. And I think that what he's trying to do is he, he, he doesn't want to take the approach and minimize what's going on, you know, the coronavirus and things of that nature. It could be very easy to do so, you know, especially as we see, you know, obviously people recovering, um, NBA players recovering, you know, and everyone's, you know, kind of ready for that next jump. I think Adam Silver's being very smart about this and he's he's using this as a test, right? So how does it pan out? You know, how is an event like this able to be facilitated? What will the ratings look like? And then from that point, I think he's going to look at it and be like, okay, you know, this is how the test went. Are we ready for phase two? Are we ready to bring the NBA back? You know, so I, th- I think Adam Silver's being real cautious about it. Um, I don't, I mean, honestly, they're in a tough spot and like, I don't think that they need to really do anything else. I might be surprising, but like, would, like we talk about this all the time, got to bring it up. This recurring theme, NFL is the shield, NBA is the players, like the players in themselves are, in my opinion, holding it down enough with like the Instagram lives. They're going on talking to each other. There's podcasts coming out with those guys. Like they're in itself, they are doing enough of the marketing to keep the league. Like Jason Tatum was on Instagram live the other day talking about, um, Who's the top three players in the league? Some of LeBron and KD. Like this, this like whole um, you know, like side game stuff. Like, I guess Adam is testing out to see if it if it does work out good. Maybe it's something he could add to the All Star weekend, maybe. But like, 
I don't really care, honestly. Like this, I, I can watch old basketball games and be content with that more so than like watching Trey Young play horse in his backyard. But I understand the premise of it though, because you're trying to get keep the engagement up. But like your product is already keeping the engagement up. Like I was just watching Kyrie on Instagram Live the other day talking about basketball stories, or you can watch whoever else goes on. Like there's the content is generating itself. I mean, obviously, it's not the content that we want because we want playoff basketball, but that's out of our control at this point. So I think they're doing fine, personally. I mean, this is a cool little thing to try, I guess. Am I, like, drooling to watch Jason Tatum shoot, a, you know, a jumper over the back of his head, over the back of like? No, I don't really care about that, bro. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right, let's keep, it, let's keep it moving then. Since we're talking about some influencers in the NBA on Instagram and social media, let's talk about LeBron and... Cliff, you brought up something the other day about LeBron's uh, ability to win a championship with the Lakers and where where they're currently at. So, will you expand on that for us? Yeah, uh, I seen the other day. Um, I'm not sure which which show it was. I don't know. They all run together at this point. But someone was talking about LeBron and that um that this could potentially be his window closing if the season doesn't resume because they were playing really good this year. I think they were, if not favorites, they were at least going to be there to have a shot at it. Um, but, you know, I mean, as generational as LeBron is, as a, a cyborg, as much as a cyborg as he is, I mean, he he is going to age at some point. And so it's like, I know they, the Lakers want to, you know, get as much as they can out of him before they can't rely on him to, you know, produce this amount. Which, I mean, also, with AD being on a one-year deal, I don't think that he'll leave the Lakers, but who knows with these guys anymore? I don't know. But it does, it does really suck for LeBron that he can't like this is like they're doing so well and I feel like he was still playing at the top of the league and who's to say next year he can like duplicate that again I mean I'm not saying saying that he couldn't but it's year 18 year 17 was amazing but it's still year 18 he's gonna be what 36 or something like that so it's like right it, it just it's almost like you know time wasted but it's just like I said it's out of our control but I think um I don't necessarily think the window is closing, but I can I can understand the argument for some who are making it that's like you know we thought that this year was gonna be the year that he get it done in L.A. I mean, you talking you talking as if the season's over. Like, do you know something I don't know? Like, I, mean, I think he's I, saying I think it's hypothetical. Like, if the season's over, this is this it, it's it's a little cause and effect is what you're talking about, right, Cliff? Like, if yeah. this happens, then this is. I mean, like, Tiago, do you think I don't? Me personally, I don't think the season's gonna resume. I think we, we were too far out at this point now. I, I don't see why it shouldn't. You know, and and I I saw um, Stephen A. Smith, and he was going on, and he was talking about how they should cancel it. And um, I was thinking to myself, why? Like, what? Why? Why would they cancel it? Let's say worst case scenario, they start back mid May or June. Best case scenario for them would be to probably jump into the playoffs, limit everything to five game series. We're currently at a point in time, unprecedented, really, where there is no sports. So when sports comes back, you don't have to worry about an oversaturation of sports. You don't have to worry about competing with baseball or competing with football or competing with anybody, right? Because everybody's going to watch everything. Yeah, There's just going to be a, a, an appreciation for everything. Oh, well, you know, there's a football game and a basketball game. Which one will I watch? I don't care. I'll watch both. I'll watch both. And people will find a way to do that because we've, we, as a sports fan, we all miss sports. And I don't think that the NBA should be worried about competition. If that's if that's the case, if they're thinking, well, if we come, I don't back, think that or, that's their 
their thing that they're thinking about. Like, I don't think that's what they're focused on. Like, I don't think, I don't think, like you just said, the sports is gone. So I don't think any sports league is like, oh, like, well, if we come back now, I have to battle with the MLB. Like, that's not, I don't think that's their thought process. I, I mean, the I league, think it's a factor because the it, league themselves might, the, the league themselves might not have an issue with that, but their sponsors definitely will. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. But I mean, the reason why I don't think the further, the further this drags out and the longer we wait, um, I mean, this is a, they're taking a break from a professional sport and no one's training right now. And so if we come back and we hop right into the playoffs, like I think the injury risk is going to go up a lot higher. Uh, I just think there's a lot more factors that come into play with them actually playing basketball after this time off. That is mm -hmm. like, is it a risk that's worth taking? I mean, yes, I want them to finish the season, but at the same time, like, is it in the best case? There's there's no such thing as mid-season for form when you take a season or a, you know, a month and a half, two months off. Exactly. Yeah. Soft so tissue be, injury galore. Yeah. And not just that, but just like the, the quality of basketball that you're putting out is no longer playoffs. It's not, not going to be the same. Exactly. Yeah. Like we got guys at home doing home workouts on their cell phone, bro. Like that's not. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, I, I get that maybe for like, you know, the NBA rookies or stuff or something like that. But, you know, you got some of these guys who have, you know, state-of-the-art facilities there in, in their own homes, you know, these guys who have access to... Well, yeah, uh, you know, everyone doesn't have um, a billion-dollar Nike deal like LeBron. Uh, there's a lot of guys in the NBA. Saying. That's, I, I <laughs> like, understand that. I Giannis, understand Giannis that. said he hasn't been able to pick up a basketball since March 11th. So... Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I have I have a basketball right outside. I, I don't... I, I have no <laughs> words for that. No, and I'm not trying to be, like, disingenuous or anything like that. I just... To, to me, like there's, if there's one person who has the resources, you know, it's these guys. So, yeah. um, I, I don't, I don't buy that, but you know, I, I think maybe he's taking advantage of the break. I think, Hey, he has, you know, his family, you know, this is an opportunity where he wouldn't I mean, well, like, have time to spend with his family. So it's also, it's also doing. Giannis. It's not like Giannis needs like, it wasn't going to be the gym shooting. Whoa. Gonna be the gym shooting numbers? <laughs> like, bro, he'd be fine. Like. Giannis is a power player, bro. You can you can run in the lane off of it. Don't matter when you pick up a ball. It'd be alright. He work he working on his skill, man. What you trying to say? Yeah, I. Right. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I think that's going to be the longer this wait. Like I mean, of course, we hope that it's over tomorrow. But the longer that this drags out, that becomes more. It's going to become more of a case for the NFL as well. They're not in training camp right now. Like the injury, like you can't just you can't just come off the couch and then go play game one of a playoff game, bro. That's not how this works. No, I so, completely understand that, but I think the players understand that too. So, you know, but also they, I, I feel like I feel like at the NBA, you know, like we we've, we've talked about Adam Silver, mm -hmm. he's gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna reinstate the NBA, you know, as far as you know their functionality, so, facilities and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So everything goes back to hundred percent. It doesn't say that, hey, uh, you know, today's Thursday that we're recording. Uh, why don't we go ahead and play a game Friday and to play a game on Saturday? Like that's that's not gonna happen. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna reinstate the the league, and he, maybe he'll be like, "All right, we're gonna go ahead and jump straight to the playoffs. The first game is gonna be three weeks from today. Mm -hmm. That'll give everybody time to get in the gym, get their bodies right. Now, it is a much more compressed time than the, an off season reg regiment would normally be, but at the same time, you weren't off that long. But the same thing. So here's the next thing that I'm a little worried about too. So let's say that something like that does happen. And I think if Adam Silver was to do it, he'd probably do it like that. That would just, it seems like the smartest way. Yeah. But I, I, did, I noticed that you were talking about the sponsors earlier. 
So if the season does happen, if the playoffs happen to, you know, start that late and it drags out that long, now we're messing in with the next season. So it's like, how are we going to start the next year? Because now guys aren't really going to have any time off, period. Well, I mean, they've already talked about you could push the next season out. You know, we can start the season instead of starting it in, uh, you know, early October. October they can start, start it in December. Yeah, they can start it at Christmas. Yeah. They've already, you, they've you already opened up that. with the Christmas games. That would be big. <laughs> so Huge. is that going to be the new format forever or, well, or just like, for that well, season? But no, so we're no, going to have a half a season for the next season? No. Yes. So, so no. So the thing is, is that what you could do is you could say, okay, we're going to start the Christmas games this season. And then next season, make the, uh, you know, this is all out of union talk and stuff like that. So I don't have the answers here. I'm just a guy who kind of knows about basketball, who's just spitballing. But, you know, you make the offseason uh, two weeks shorter every offseason until you're back to October. So that's six seasons. Okay. But so man. by six seasons, you're back on normal schedule. I, I understand what you're saying, but I just say, I just mean that the NBA has never done that. Like, yes, we've never had Corona, but like affect, you know, major sports like this before, but the NBA has had lockouts. What happened during those lockouts? They had 50 regular season games. They had 60 regular season games. And then life goes on. You know, the NBA has contracts. They have things lined up years ahead that they, they like the show must go on. See, but the, but the thing is, is, like, well, speaking for like our specific case right now, like this isn't a lockout because during a lockout, you can still play basketball because you can go outside, you can go in the gym, you can get runs. Like, that's yeah. not happening. You can work out. It's a huge, a major difference. Like, they're still playing basketball yeah. at high level daily. Yeah, but I, like, that's not, I, I don't think that that's has anything to do with you know, revenue and how they're going to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're talking about, Oh, what about next season? Next season will be fine. You treat it like a lockout. I could see that though. I could see it. You treat you it like a lockout. It's not a lockout, but he's saying he's, he's, he's past the playoffs at this point. So get past that. Go into next season, start in December. And it's still, it, it's still, you go into the playoffs in April. So we play, we play 60 games the next season. And yeah. We like just lose that. We just lose that revenue. Like, yeah. Like, well, you, we've done it like, before. like a lockout. I mean, it makes sense. Like it doesn't, it doesn't financially make sense, but without having to change CBAs and all other stuff, I guess I could see it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just think that's the most sensible thing, you know, moving I don't forward know. in terms of getting back to tell Adam Silver to cut me a check for a mill a year and I'll, I will have this conversation on a very serious note <laughs> until then. I'm just going to be like, yeah, man, this is the way I would do it. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, look, he just sat down with the president. If we can make it into that room. Yeah. If I, <laughs> no, I'm good. Anyways, um, <laughs> I got one more basketball topic that I want to bring up with you guys, but uh, I definitely want to save that one for last because I feel like that's one that we're going to have a lot of fun with. So we're going to rock it over to the NFL. <laughs> Beautiful thing about the NFL, it is still going on. The offseason is still happening. The draft is still upcoming. 100% virtual draft just got confirmed. Uh, things are looking good in the NFL right now as far as you know, press and interaction and engagement. But there are some things that have been going on this, this week that we definitely, definitely need to talk about. So they released the All-Decade team. I know you guys saw that. Mm. We talked about it the other day. You're right. Am I the only one that feels like there's names missing off this list? Or am I out of pocket here? I mean, my number one... There's one name Number one name is Drew Brees. And Thanks. then number two for me is Le'Veon Bell. Okay. I can. Could you do? Could you quickly remind us who the running backs were on the list? Like, I think Frank Gore ended up making it. 
I'm mistaken. All right. So the running backs on the list are Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, and LaShawn McCoy. I think, you know, LaShawn McCoy, sure. Okay. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. I'm cool with that. But like Frank Gore, like I get Le'Veon Bell only played like, what, six, seven seasons. He was started in 2013. He took a year off because of the contract dispute. So, but at the same time, like he's an elite top running back for multiple, at least five years this year, this, this decade. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he definitely deserves a spot. We're going to hit him with that honorable mention, bro. Like it's just too many, t- it's too much time in between for the decade to work for him. Well, like the flex, the flex went to Darren Sproles. Yeah, that's, mm. but I mean, I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, for a decade, but I mean, yes, yeah, Darren, Sproles, Darren Sproles, but there's no point like prime Darren Sproles. Even if I had prime Darren Sproles for ten years in a row, is still not better than Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was literally doing everything Darren Sproles was doing, but better. Le'Veon Bell's not a flex. What are you What are you talking about? He was second in his team in receptions and first in rushing. He's he he's a he's a starter. He's not a flex. No, he's a what? you know Darren what? Sproles. No, I'm saying like, not, no, 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 that's not how that works, Tiago. <laughs> no, I I think no. Am I am I misinterpreting? Yes, you are. Because Christian McCaffrey at- was all pro as running back and at flex. Like you can yeah. be both. Flex is basically just means like you can fit in. T- I I understand what a flex is, but I'm talking about what in terms of all decade. I think what they're saying is a player of that role or of that caliber. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is that because if we're looking at just talent, then yeah, would have been it would have been Le'Veon Bell. But when they're looking at the tiers. It's a category. You know what I'm saying? Like Darren Sproles is a flex in the, in the fact that it, it's he's a flex for the team. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying like not, he's the punt returner, he's the kick returner, he's the receiver, he's the running back. Yeah, he's, but I mean, Levy is not, he, he is does Le'Veon all Bell these not things. The same thing. I mean, he doesn't return kicks, but D- Darren Sproles is not the every is not the every down back. Like Le'Veon Bell fits into like for all intents and purposes for this decade ranking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't, because uh, okay, like Devin Hester is a wide receiver, but he's not going to make the all decade under wide receiver. He's going to make it under kick returner because that's that's his niche. So we're saying, yeah, Dar- Darren Sproles' niche is so. Flex. Show me, show me on a depth chart where the word flex is. There's a spot for kick returner. There's a spot for punt returner. There's not a spot for flex. Flex basically just means somebody who can do multiple things. So Le'Veon Bell can line up wide. Yeah, that's fair. Like you're talking, like like you said, Christian McCaffrey just made the All Pro team as a flex and a running back. Like Jeez. he made both spots. So what is what I'm saying is it's like Darren Sproles, and don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles is a beast. Like I'm a huge fan of his game, but like there's guys out there who do what he does better, except they don't return kicks. Because Christian McCaffrey, you're telling me Christian McCaffrey can't replace Darren Sproles on any team and they instantly become better? Well, yeah, for sure. But I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is like Christian McCaffrey is, is the every down back. Darren Sproles isn't. I think that's what they meant by that category. Who's who's not who's not the every down person? Who then why are they putting that on an all decade creates team? Inter- like, <laughs> I mean, you, you have to check here's, with them. Here's but. an all decade team without, and we're going to make a roll with so that way this guy who's not a starter. It's like the sixth man. This is your sixth man award for the de- decade. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, pretty much. Well, like, it doesn't make, it just doesn't make any sense. That's what they did. Sense. That's what they did. So if, if that's, that's the I'm case, saying. then how can McCaffrey win that? <laughs> no, but no. What are you talking about? No, no. About I'm saying McCaffrey? it's. No, we're talking about the all decade. No, no, no. I'm there. I'm, I'm, on the same, the, I'm in the same book. Okay. I'm in the same book. Right. I'm just saying, like, for like, okay. if we're going to define what the flex is, 
then like, like I don't understand. We're defining it for what this is. Well, it's the same thing for this. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's not the same people made these lists. All pro lists and the decade list. All decade list. Both made by the NFL. Well, I get that, but you're using Christian McCaffrey as a like. It's the same position. He he was an all pro for flex for 2019-2020. Okay. Does does Christian McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey is every down back though? So if let's say for the 20 but he's an every down back that can 20 catch. decade so he can he can play okay, running back and play fine. wide receiver that's that's what a flex is okay but not for this <laughs> not that's not his sole niche though I, like i understand what you're saying on a football team i'm talking about for the list what is the niche it, it like you said it's like the six man award right so it's like i'm not gonna put Kawhi leonard as a six man because he's not you know what i'm saying he's a starter no but it, it that's my point is it, it shouldn't it's not a sixth man award this is this is, but it is okay. So why would you put it on? A, that's what I'm saying. It's an all decades roster. So these yes, and that's your sixth man. <laughs> that's your so you're putting spot. a backup on a, on an all decade roster. Like, come on, dude, that doesn't make any sense. They're saying this is the niche position. Who is the who is their sixth man of the year? Who is there? Who is that? I think it's I think it's more criteria? along. That's I think it's more put. along the lines of because like I'm not saying that Marshawn Lynch, uh, let's see, Marshawn Lynch, Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, Sean McCoy. None of those guys catch the ball out of the backfield as well as Darren Sproul. Yes? Right. Sure. The Sean McCoy, maybe, but the rest of them, not, not, that's not their niche. You know, they, they are all downhill runners, all of them. Right. They're a running yes. back. But, however, that's, that's the niche. However, none of those guys you're ever going to line up out, outside the tackles, ever, ever. None of them. And that's the thing. What I'm saying is it's like Christian McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell, Darren Sproles, even, they are all able to do more things than just be downhill runners. They all give you more. And I'm not just saying as a football team, I'm saying in general, in general, it doesn't matter what team any of them are on. They can catch the ball lined up, lined up out wide. They can line up in the slot. They can start in the backfield and motion out because they have the ability. They have the skill set of wide receiver as much as they have a skill set of running back. And yeah, as you bring this up, I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised leaving us on here. Yeah, because I'm saying like Darren Sproles, it, this isn't this is this isn't like a six man. They're just saying like basically Darren Sproles was really like we got to do something for him because he did change the game. I mean he was kind of the first small undersized running back that kind of dominated. I mean they have him they have him on the all decade team initially as a punt returner slash flicks. So it's like I he's really he's really a so I guess guy. you wanted to put him under specialist. That's what you you're saying he should have been put under. Specialist. I'm saying if you're gonna put somebody who's a flex, then put somebody who's a flex. But but make sure it's the, the best person who does 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 what a flex does. Don't because like Tiago, I see I see your argument, but you're changing the definition okay. of flex for this list. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if Le'Veon Bell was put on as a flex, he'd see that as disrespectful. He's like, I'm a running back. No, he's <laughs> like, no, I'm, 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 no, I'm no, a no, running no, back, no, no, and, no, I'm, and I'm and I'm one of the time best out, big running time backs. Out. Big 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 big. That's big pause. No, no, you're That's talking about position. the same guy who just held out for a year who because he said, I'm the number one running back and number two wide receiver on my team. Direct quote. Yeah, Direct because quote. of usage. Yeah, because of usage. Because he's, he's trying to get it. He's trying to get a right. check. He's trying right. to get a so check what? because he realizes that wide receivers get paid. That that's a check situation. He's not saying that because oh I want to be the everyman. He's saying I want to get paid for what I yeah, do. Yeah, and what he what? does is the everyman. What are you talking about? What are like, you saying right now? If you told if I started if I was if I got on a roster at all and they labeled me as a wide receiver, tight end, defensive end, I'd be like heck yeah, dude. I have three positions. That's not. It doesn't matter if I'm an if I'm a all pro at one of no, them. No, you wouldn't because then you're Taysom Hill. 
Like this flex okay, this, is six man. Flex is special. I'm, flex I'm confused is, where he's so Christian, confused. So Christian McCaffrey, six man. That's not what I you said. You just said Christian you just McCaffrey said, is no, a running pause, back. He's an every down pause, starter. Pause. Flex for this. You, for okay, this. that's what I'm saying right there. Stop. You're changing the narrative for this list. The NFL put out this list and they put out the all pro list. So the definition for flex is identical. So Darren Sproles all time or all decade team is just is supposed to be like what Christian McCaffrey was in 2019, 2020. That's the direct it's, 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 it's a, the same definition across the board. No, it says offensive flex player, which is someone who fills multiple offensive roles, such as punt returner, uh, Offensive flex player. That's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Offensive flex players. Running back, running wide receiver. Catch the ball. Running back, wide receiver. Okay. And then you can put him on special teams too, right? Sure. If you want to. If, yeah. If that's. Did you? Did you? Did, did Christian McCaffrey? No. So then he's not. Okay. But he is. Like, he's I, an all I, pro I, okay. right now. <laughs> so then, okay. So then there's hypocrisy in what the NFL has yes. put out. But Whoa. the way that it's defined, like the road that we took list. to get you to say that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I never disagreed with that. I'm talking about the all decade list. I'm not talking about the all pro list. You guys keep bringing no, this because up. It, I'm it, talking it, about the all decade definition. It's the same thing. I'm talking about the decade. No, listen, it's the same list. Oh Just the years that it covers are different, but it's the same list. But they changed the definitions per list. So how's no, it the same didn't. list? <laughs> no, what? The, the I just told you they did. No, so the read the definition the of flex for the all pro team. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm looking at. I'm looking so at how do you know it's different? Right <laughs> I'm looking at the because you guys just told me. I'm taking your word for it. It's not no. different. It's no, the it's same. Exactly the same. Okay, so then you read it for me. I, you you read just it read me. it. It's exactly. I just the read. Same. I read you. No, I read you the all decade. It's exactly the same. I'm telling you. So it's exactly same. the same. Requirements for receiver. Y'all want me to different. look it up? The requirements for running back different. Like what? What are you saying? I don't. I'm asking y'all because I'm looking at. I'm looking at what they said and how they put together the all decade. If y'all could tell me how they put together the all pro, because they literally list, this is why this person was put here. So I'm reading the all decade. They're saying, this is why this person was put here. So y'all tell me why was, I don't come at me because the NFL changed it. I'm saying, this is why the NFL said it. (laughs) And I'm explaining to you why the NFL made it. The NFL is saying, this is what we feel it is. I don't know, man. You got to check with Roger, bro. (laughs) Chill. I'm explaining to you what Roger said. That's all I'm saying. Uh, don't come at me. Look, I like Le'Veon just as much as the next guy, but if he was put, who cares? All I'm saying is that's what they said. I don't, I don't know, bro. The, the, I don't. I don't get it. I'm. I'm at a loss. <laughs> right. I, I, okay. I don't know how much. I don't know how else I can explain it. Like I just. I, I just. I don't, I just I don't understand it, how you can see that. I think how you feel that there's a difference. We're, we're wasting. We're wasting too much time and effort here because I really don't care about this. What I care about is the fact that Drew Brees wasn't named on the list. That's what I actually care about. What do y'all think? Should Drew what, what, been on this list? Y'all already know what I think. I don't even know why you're just asking that. <laughs> what do you think? Well, Cliff, Cliff, I, go ahead and take I this think, one because you already know what I think. I mean, it'd be nice for him to be on there. I mean, they have Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Tom Brady. Do you think Do you think Drew Brees... I mean, and Tom Brady, I get. Because just in rings, he's going to be there. Like, that's just... He has to be. He has to be. But with Aaron Rodgers, do you feel like Drew Brees could have replaced Aaron Rodgers? Not really. Well, I know, yes. I know you love Aaron Rodgers, so you're never. Gonna I mean, it's not, it's not even about like. I mean, like what Drew Brees. Like, I think Drew Brees' best season was like 2011, which was in that day. he he went crazy that year. I can't remember what the numbers were, but in that same season, Aaron also went crazy and won MVP. So I was like, I, I mean, like I said, I would like for Drew to be on the list because he is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. But for like, you know, they're going to go off of hardware, so. 
I understand why he's not there. So because Drew Brees never got the MVP, that's why you put Aaron Rodgers in. That's ridiculous. I, am, is it to me or is it to the guys that voted Aaron to win it twice? I'm, I'm just, no, it's ridiculous. Well, be, well, I think because it's like, oh, well, it's not a snub. Well, no, it is a snub because if you look at the numbers, if you look at what Drew Brees has accomplished over that decade. And and the thing is, is that it, it's it's funny because I think that they're technically they're, they're using Drew Brees Super Bowl win kind of as a technicality because he won it in the. 2009 to 2010 season and then Aaron Rodgers won the 2010 to 2011 season. So if you're being technical, <laughs> Drew Brees technically won it the previous decade and not this decade, which is still dumb because that Super Bowl was February of 2010, but whatever. They still have one Super Bowl each. And I mean, looking at what Drew Brees, I think the Saints put it out. They said that he started the decade as the 2010 uh, AP Male Athlete of the Year and he ended the decade leading the NFL in passing yards, passing touchdowns, completion percentage, all of this stuff, right? So if that's not a decade of dominance, I don't know I don't know what is. But you Cliff, you're just saying that it's coming down to who's got the trophy. I mean, for lists like this when they decide, you know, to pick names cuz I mean, as much as as many things as we can say about Drew Brees and how dominant he is, it's like, well, it's not like Aaron was like trash for the decade like uh, I, I as like I said, I understand I would like for Drew to be on the list, and I, I would actually like I would vie for him to make it too because he had a heck of a decade, and he's set like what, how many NFL records? I think he owns almost all of them at this point. But at the same time, it's like mm, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and he had a heck of a decade himself. I get it, but it just doesn't make sense for, to me to be like, hey, you're looking at somebody who's potentially top three all time, but he's not even top two all decade. Yeah. Well, just I for mean, that specific decade. How does that make just sense? For that specific decade. I don't think it's, I mean, it's not, I was like, let's not overblow it. Like, it's just a decade team for the, like those 10 years. Like, it's not as if, like, we're, I'm not saying that, I don't think anyone's trying to say that the guys that made it over him are like definitively, like, oh, they're better than Drew Brees, regardless of what your opinion might be. But like, let's, it's just for that, those 10 years, that's, that's it. Uh, nothing, no, it's just no slight to what Drew is. Well, Drew, it just feels like well, it is. Well, I man. just, the only reason I'm, I'm making it a big deal is because, like we could all agree that Drew has been slighted his entire career. Like he does not get the respect that he deserves, period, by anybody ever. Facts. This is the guy who's Facts. leading the NFL for career passing yards, touchdowns, completion percentage, and uh I think he's top three in completions. So Yeah. yeah. You know, let's 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 talk about this guy. You know, I you guys know I think that he's the greatest of all time. I think he's the GOAT. But you know, let's not, this is also somebody who's never won an MVP and he's never, you know, he's never been, he's never in a conversation for a top quarterback in this, in the, you know, Tom, Which is Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, like those conversations, Drew Brees never got brought up. I don't know why he wouldn't be there though. I mean, I, I was looking at these guys' numbers just in terms of their career. You know, how, how many times has Aaron Rodgers been the NFL uh, passing touchdown leader? In his career, know, probably like four. I, I don't know. Take a four. guess. Three times, probably. Once. Aaron Rodgers has led the NFL as a passing touchdown leader once. Drew Brees has done it four times. How many times has Aaron Rodgers read the, led the NFL as the passing yards leader? Mm, uh, twice. Twice. Yeah, I was say twice. 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 Okay, you'd both be two times way too many. He's never done it. He has never led the NFL. That's actually really interesting. In any season, Drew Brees has done it seven times. 
How many times has Aaron Rodgers led the NFL in completion percentage? Zero. Facts. Drew Brees has done it five times. So I'm saying Wait, it's like, are you are you ripping off stats that's in this decade? I'm ripping off stats. That was that was the entire career. Like, but even if you look at just but even okay, but ten. But for two of those stats, for two of those stats, Aaron Rodgers still has zero. <laughs> like <laughs> I, under, I understand you know that. I understand, I understand what you're saying. I, I get that. But like I said, you got to you have to narrow it to these ten. To these ten, Drew has been dominant for these exactly. ten. Like, like I was saying earlier, like in 2011, which was Drew's probably best statistical season touchdown-wise, he threw 46 touchdowns at 14 picks. Probably that, that sounds like an MVP season to me. And Aaron won it because he went 45 and 6, and they went 15 and 1. So it's like sometimes I feel like Drew, Drew might get slighted by some people who don't understand how good he is off of some things that is out of his control. It's like, well, the Packers went 15 and 1, but yeah, Aaron is dominant. Like he's 40, 45 TDs and 6 picks. Like, I yeah. can't not, I, bro, like that's crazy. Yeah. And like Aaron has been kind of been doing that. So it's like, what you're saying I understand. is basically like he comes in second in MVP voting a lot, but because somebody has like, like in front God, of him went gender, like ridiculous, like yeah, he, God, he's like, out of his control, out of his control. And it's, it's nothing, but it's not to say that like, man, you know, well, Drew couldn't win it. Well, it's like, well, bro, like the guy had a year for the ages. Like it is what it is. No, I get it. I get it. I just feel like all decade is supposed to be a, a consistency award. I think. I think they should. And just, to me, no one's been more consistent than yeah. Drew. Brees. Well, I think they should just add add a quarterback. Like if we're, yeah, I would, honestly, I just add him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be fine. with I that. I don't think. I don't think he but, should. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a hard argument because I don't. We wouldn't have anything to talk yeah, about. Well, so. <laughs> I mean, I just don't like. They have like fourteen running backs. Like, why can we not just have, everybody but yeah, Le'Veon? Exactly, yeah, they literally. <laughs> oh, let's see. They have four. They have five running backs on here, no joke. And then they have only, and then they have, then they only have four wide receivers. Like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> but and they, have, but man, I don't know. I feel like it could it could go either way for sure. But I just feel like you know we're talking about a guy who's never won MVP. Who I mean, you look at his career, and I feel like this man doesn't have enough trophies. He doesn't. He doesn't. The disrespect is real. But but like I said, but you see you know how like they always talk about like KD hates being number two because he always seems to be number two he always comes up number two because there's someone in front of him who at the time just happens to be generational and sometimes like mm. that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles and that's like Drew can have a crazy season and it can happen it can happen next season and say Pat Mahomes throws fifty touchdowns again and Drew doesn't win MVP like it, like Russell Wilson last year Russell Wilson had one of the best football quarterback seasons of all time last year and he didn't win MVP. Nothing to do with Russell Wilson not being yeah. a good quarterback. It's just like the guy in front of him had a generational season. And unfortunately, it seems like whenever Drew is up to get it, there's another guy that does something like outrageous. Yeah. And it is it's it sucks. It really does. But that's no slight to his career. Like he's still he's gonna hold probably all the records by the time he's done. So I think it's because he's quiet and not, you know, because KD KD got his MVP. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like Drew is so He flies under the radar. You know. Yeah, you yeah, you forget about him. You know, and it, 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 I think it hurt him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, let's stick with the NFC South since we're talking about uh, Drew Brees. And uh, you guys see so the Falcons and the Bucks got new jerseys? Yeah. yeah which which one do you like better? Uh, it's interesting. Whose jersey uh, do you like better? Mm. No, just nothing. Just not even. I mean, not like, even. <laughs> uh, I like. <laughs> I wanted the Bucks to go back to like the old, old, like the really like orange, orange cream sickle. Yeah, cream I wanted sickle. those. Um, I mean, they're cool. They're cool. They're all right. The all pewters is. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I'll rock, I'll rock with that one. The Falcons, eh, you know, I mean, they got a basic 
like color scheme. So it's like uh, you can't, it's kind of hard to mess it up. Like I'm <laughs> just saying, like, no, seriously, you can't really mess it up. How do you feel about the fade? I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> like they tried something new, and I'm like, eh. Did y'all see them get roasted on social media um, by By the Panthers? um, The Panthers. Yeah. (laughs) They had a dope response. I was going to say, did you see their response, though? (laughs) (laughs) It was legendary. Just the the Cam Newton shine through the shade response. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my brutal! Whoever's running those accounts, bro. I love them both. I love them both. I'm here for all the smoke. That was great. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care. For I, it, to I, be the, honest. The, the Falcons ones aren't bad. I'm not gonna lie. Like I like the ATL stitching on the chest. I, I like that. Uh, the, the fade is different. So I kind of want to see how they look on the field. To be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, yeah, that's, that's what yeah. determinant. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, I live in Tampa. So like the lightning have like their, their, uh, they call it their blackout Jersey is, uh, got like, that turns like medium gray in the silt in the, Sleeves goes from black to like the like a medium gray fade, and I I hate them, like they're terrible to me. <laughs> so and I mean like that's mm. I love the lightning. It's, it's I just don't like those jerseys. But you know, and I kind of feel like that with the Falcons too, where I'm just like this just it doesn't look right on a jersey. Like just something just doesn't sit right with me. But like I said, on the field maybe maybe it'll look dope when you're all all your defensive linemen are you know slowly fade to red on the top. I don't I what I don't understand is like a lot of teams, like a lot of like every pretty much every NFL team is historical at this point, and so they all have some sort of retro uniform. And like, why don't we just remaster the like the like a lot of the old uniforms would look really good today if they just well, like the Crimson Gold one. Well, it, uh, so it's funny. So uh, the Bucks released a press statement saying that they were they wanted to do a uh, like a throwback, mm-hmm. but. Due to the one helmet rule right now, they can't do that because they have pewter helmets and to go to like that cream white uh, will require a whole nother shell and players can only have one helmet right now. Who makes this crap up? <laughs> like, well, I, I, so I actually had to do a lot of research about it the other day because I wasn't I wasn't educated on it and I was I was just making ignorant comments. But uh. <laughs> I am what I am. I know who I am. But uh, <laughs> they uh, basically, there's a break-in period for a helmet, and that a brand new helmet is actually slightly more dangerous than a broken-in helmet. So they want teams to basically have one hel- like they want to minimize the amount of switching out helmets. So they understand that certain things happen where a player will have to get a new helmet even during a game, like if they crack their shell or something like that. However, mm-hmm. they don't want to just change it just because make the jerseys look better so yeah. you know you think the color rush jerseys for like the Bengals or the uh, Rams it's actually the same shell it's just a different sticker so as long as the shell color stays the mm. same and they just throw different stickers on the outside like they rock with it it's fine but the mm. you know the Bucks having the pewter shell to go to a white helmet they literally have to cover the whole thing and as soon as it makes contact the whole thing's gonna get scraped off and then that's another issue but I agree with you Cliff like it'd be I very you know what I really want to see I really want to see the blackout jerseys for the Cardinals without white helmets. That'd be fantastic. Honestly, I don't even want any of the black. I just want the old state flag jerseys. Just bring back like the Emmitt Smith ones. Just bring them back. Yeah, I'm so ready to see those. But I mean, there's so many ways you can innovate. Like uh, like this, the um the Steve Largent Seattle Seahawks jerseys, like the ones that he wore, fire. Like yeah. just bring those back instead of trying to like be like Atlanta and reinvent the wheel. Like there's so many jerseys that were used in the past that would look really good now, especially with the, you know, the updates on the, the materials oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, the old school, the old school, I always run back to like the old school Falcons, like when uh, 
Dion. Like, yes. Dion yeah. with Dion the red and black. Tough. Like mm-hmm. I think the Browns are getting New Jersey's too. Stay tuned for that. And it's supposed to be coming out today. I honestly I don't I don't care. Yeah, I mean, well, is, is everyone getting New Jersey's or is this just like here and there? Like, what's the case on this? Because like, I didn't know that the Browns were getting jerseys till like an hour ago. I was like, oh, okay. That's because, that's because nobody cares about the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, I, you know, with the Jets got jerseys, what, last year, year before last? Yeah, just, uh, yeah. They just you know, every, everybody's, you know. Oh, those were kind of clean. The Rams actually. just redid their logo, which is horrendous. Um, But like, you know, everybody's trying to rebrand a little bit right now. And I think, I think, Honestly, part of that is because the NFL has been suffering the last few seasons, uh, as far as like their marketing and stuff like that. But uh, that's just that's my personal opinion. Okay. I, oh, you mean I don't? You mean I don't want my son to go like die playing a sport? Oh yeah, uh huh. I understand. Yeah, that's an interesting take. Now, what if we paid that? What if we paid your son millions of dollars? Uh, and we only. I mean, what if he only had to? And that's the. Dilemma. What if he only used one helmet for the season? And it'd, it'd be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sold. I'm sold. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just gonna sign no, off. My, I'm gonna sign off my shoulder for like sixty mil. That's not guaranteed. I mean, that's, that's not guaranteed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say sixty mil. I don't know. Oh, man. it's not guaranteed at all. There's mass stipulations in that deal. I was like, I, <laughs> I've talked about selling a kidney for less than that. All right, so Look, Todd Gurley's fine. He sold his yeah. knees. He said, "Run the yeah. check." Where's he said, "Where's my money?" <laughs> uh, all right, so I do have one more question about jerseys before we move on to the next one. What team do you guys think needs the biggest redesign? Um, mm, Detroit. That's that was my answer actually. Detroit. 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 They need a whole. They need a. They need a uniform that's new enough and different enough for everyone to forget that they are the Detroit Lions. <laughs> so just rebrand everything. So actually, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Holden's a huge fan, so I hope he listens to this episode. <laughs> he better listen to this episode. What are you talking the retro about? jerseys are fire though. Like they have like stuff. Like they could definitely redo that. I think uh, their color their colors their colors look so good that like they have a really good color scheme that they could do a lot of different cool things with. So I, I, think, I think that's a good like, question, man. Who team needs a rebrand? So I just rebrand. I just rebrand for the like, jerseys. For the jerseys. Yeah. Those highlighter jerseys that Seattle wears burn them they're terrible please take those off like i hate when they wear those like it makes my eyes bleed they have so many Dang, fire they have so many like fire them. jerseys and they decide to wear that trash every sunday like it's unbelievable i kind of like them Ugh, that says a lot about you um i think i but, think i think <laughs> i think if they didn't if they didn't make the whole uniform green it'd be better like if they did like the like the like the green like jersey and like the navy pants with the green accents like i could i could rock with that but like the yeah, all like, let's green rock a highlighter on the field like uh no that ain't it yeah, I mean, I'm good with it. It's kind of like uh, who, who who's the NBA team that kind of had jerseys like that for a little bit? Uh, the Wolves, Highlighters, Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Oh, terrible! I think it was the Timberwolves. Terrible, vomit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would I wouldn't mind seeing Jacksonville change up their look. That didn't they, they change their helmets the other day? Yeah, oh, the they, other day, they changed them. They changed they changed the helmet back to a solid color instead of trying to do that like gold to black transition that didn't really work out. Okay. They should change their state. Too. They should change everything. Change except, their state. except their owner. Their owner's actually like yeah. super cool. But yeah, yeah. Heard he's yeah. Heard he's real nice, innovative and stuff. You know, it's crazy. I think I, totally unrelated. I think Jacksonville should move to Alabama. Why? What? Why? I just I just feel like I feel like it would I feel like it would Where? work. I feel like the fan. I feel like I, who cares? It's it's close Birmingham enough. Jaguars. 
Yes. No. I feel like there's so works. many other states that could no stop. Alabama needs a distraction from college football, and I feel like if the Birmingham Jaguars are there, it'll have something that will unite. Honestly, them. Alabama football could probably take the Jaguars right now. That would be fun. That could be a, like a <laughs> like a like a yearly thing. <laughs> oh, it just hit me. There it is. Here's the perfect team. There's there's like there's actually a, a, a real answer to this question. That team that needs an entire rebrand. Like, let's just forget the jerseys. Houston. Washington Redskins. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's, a, that's a great. Yeah, it's everything. Every single thing. Just change it. Burn everything. Yeah. It's probably because of the jersey color, right? Like, that's the reason. Uh, no, it's like <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, nah, bro. They got to they gotta, they gotta tighten up, bro. Like, it's it's time. It's time. Yeah. And there's so many things that they could do in the D.C. area. To, to, they could switch it up. Well, it's like, it's funny that I always, I always... I'm a big Florida State football fan, uh, and they're the Seminoles is the their mascot. I don't want to say mascot. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds super disrespectful. <laughs> um, but for the lack of a better term, that's what they are. But uh, right. Uh, and you know, a lot of times, especially when I travel out of state, if I'm wearing a Florida State hat or a Florida State shirt, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you're a Redskins fan." Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. We're, Turn down the racism. Um, no, but like the thing with like Florida State is that Florida State uh, actually has written consent and permission from the Seminole tribe of Florida to use their likeness and logo. And then they there's there's money there's money that changes hands there. There's you know they take care. There's a whole yes, like it's a thing. I, I think Kansas City has something too with Arrowhead. Yes. Yeah. I think they have something similar yes. as well. So it's it's a it's a whole it's a whole. You know, I don't want to call it a business because it's not, but it's 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 a res- it's a mutual respect. Let me put it that way. Yes, there's that's there's a, a mutual of, respect yes. to where uh, Florida State Seminoles, you know, pay the Seminole tribe that helps them, you know, further their 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 culture, and the Seminole tribe in, in turn, you know, for me to be honest with you, I've lived in Florida my whole life, most of it, and I wouldn't know the Seminole tribe lived here other than for the Florida State Seminoles. And now I've it, it it's made me kind of do some research about it. So brings awareness, things of that yeah. nature. So, you know, I feel like maybe they don't need to change necessarily their branding as far as like what they represent, but maybe how they represent them. Well like I can't yeah. we can't even ask them to sign off on the name because it's like asking me to sign off on the N word. Like it's not even Oh no no no, no that's not what I mean. Yeah they gotta yeah. do everything over again. I mean, you can. I guess you keep the logo, but like, I wouldn't just change. Well, it's just like if you were gonna do like a like a like if you change it to a specific tribe and then work with that tribe to you know work on the branding and da da da. da I'm cool with that. I'm 100 percent fine with that. But yeah, I mean, they can't even gotta, they can't even decide on a quarterback. It. You think they're gonna go de- decide on a tribe? Like they're not <laughs> even no, bro. Like scrap it. There's some, something about like that mid like northeast kind of. Like if okay, I, I know we don't watch baseball, but if the Cleveland Indians haven't done anything, then don't count on the Redskins. But, but that's just like, well, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> the Cleveland Indians, like, if the Cleveland Indians have not changed their logo, the Redskins aren't going to jump and be the yes. Innovators. But it's different. Be, it's you know different saying? because Redskin is a racial slur. Indians is um, how do I put it? It's an inappropriate way of regarding another race, but it's not a slur. It's like having you know, no, no, like I, the I, Miami okay. Blacks. Okay. It sounds yeah. weird. No, yes, no, no. I get it. I get it's it. not a slur. No, no, I get it. And then, 
Okay, so what if you had the Miami Blacks and wow. then the logo is a well, okay. y'all really and then the logo all the way in here. Let's go all the way in here. Yeah, let's okay. Yeah, y'all, y'all so, really, no, 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 it's fine. y'all really look, backing me into a corner right here. <laughs> hey, look, Bomani Jones talked about this at length, and I cannot agree with yeah, him more. There's a lot of things let, that he like, that he has that you have in common with him that I do not. Is my point. <laughs> 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 so y'all really painting me into a corner on this one. <laughs> Look, me and Cliff going go run it Appreciate here. Um, but but yeah, but but yeah. Let's say you have the the Miami Blacks thing, and then the actual logo is a racist, disingenuous picture of a black person. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the name isn't racist, okay, but the logo and the branding is. So it's the same thing with the Cleveland Indians. Like they're called the Cleveland Indians, and then the literal picture and the logo is so disingenuous and racist it's like oh well as long as the name's good but what if your name your logo and your branding all were bad what if it's a trifecta bro what if you just hit all three you gotta go and you gotta go (laughs) that's what we're saying so the redskins gotta go first because they are they hit they hit all the boxes like they check all the boxes real quick though the cleveland indians will abandon the chief wahoo logo next year boom so so washington pull up What's going on? What are we doing? Hey, you know, balls in your court. Ooh. I need to watch baseball. I might tune in. <laughs> right, so you can hear some people banging on drums. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Ooh, <laughs> let's keep it moving. So Colin Cowherd mentioned the other day about the best athlete in all the entire world. Right? Is that what he said? He said uh, entire- something like that. Best athlete. Professional sports? Professional sports, yeah. Yeah, best best athlete in professional sports. Uh, oh, I didn't see that. He, Who do you say? Uh, I, I'll let you guess. And uh, it's not LeBron James. Well, I mean, I know what the answer is, but... Yeah, yeah. You you don't get to guess. I, 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 want, guess. I, want, I want to tell uh, you how to guess. You said not LeBron James? Not LeBron James, because I know that was your first answer. <laughs> um, you said, like, currently playing right now? Yes. Yep. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Saquon? That's actually good a good answer. answer. That's a really but good no. answer. But no, it, uh, he said Kyler Murray. Why? I like Colin, <laughs> but <laughs> why? <laughs> I mean, I, I watched the segment. Like he broke down, you know, his reasoning behind it. But, I um, mean, I don't. I want to. It's tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not biased like that. Like I, I'm, no, I, well, I just, I know you're gonna have a lot to say about it. Um, <laughs> I feel like he's. I can understand where he's coming from. Because this is somebody who's proven himself in two sports, mm-hmm. was drafted in the first round in two sports, was drafted uh-huh. first overall in two sports. Ninth, um, ninth in baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First ninth round, in baseball. First round. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, ninth in baseball. Still, though, that's still. No, that's crazy. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's stupid. I mean, a lot of guys have done that, mm, though. Not first round. Yeah, I want to say a lot of guys. Like, like Jameis, like, and they got drafted, but Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson wasn't. Yeah, but he was third rounder in the NFL. Like, he wasn't. He wasn't elite. Oh, that's because he was slept on. Yes, but he wasn't elite talent wise. Both versus Kyler has been elite in both. Like they, the A's are about to pay him franchise money. <laughs> I still think he made the right decision but, to not play baseball, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know, yeah, man. I'll I mean, take a hundred million brand just to, and just to not have people run at me. Oh no! Like I always say, if I was six five and I could throw <laughs> gas off the mound, like bro, I would literally pitch and get Tommy John and just relax for the next. 10 years. I'm retiring the day after I get surgery. My money's <laughs> guaranteed. My money's guaranteed. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's true. I, th- I think he was thinking more of the endorsement and he just didn't want to be bored at his job. <laughs> so I, I respect. Well, do you want to become a global icon or do you just want to become an icon for the Oakland A's? 
No, I'm serious. That's a that's a legitimate question. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I know you are. That's why it's funny. <laughs> That's I mean, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm wrong, take. stop me. Because literally, like, Giancarlo Stanton could walk right past me today, and I probably would. I'd be like, mm, he's kind of swole. Who is that? wonder what he does. Yeah, but but everybody knows Derek Jeter. You know what I'm saying? So it's... And Wait, but other Yankees. Yeah. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees are, are, yeah. are marketable. Like, like, you know, like, Mike Trout is going to be, like, one of the be- the best baseball players of all time. And, like, he could literally sit next to me on a plane, and I would just be like, bro, why are your shoulders? Like, you're in the way. I wouldn't even know that, that was my child. I really wouldn't. He would walk right past me. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> so no, you okay. asked Tyler, like, okay, what do you want to do, bro? You want that or you want, you feel me? What do you want? Uh, all right. So let me, let me, let's go back to the question at hand here. Is he the best athlete in the world? No. I, uh, I don't think it's that easy to say no, personally, because it's, it is. I think so. He, I mean, he's, he's rather impressive to be 5'10 on a good day, um, to be drafted in both sports that high. To be running, I think I think he runs. I'm pretty sure he probably runs like a four three, which is crazy. Um, he's got an arm. His arm talent is just, like I mean, it's tough. I mean, I understand why most people say like, There's so many other guys. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of athletes in the world. That's that's crazy. But um, if he does end up dominating the NFL to some degree, I think he's gonna have a really good case for being because it's 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 tough to be that size doing what he's doing. I'm just saying, like the whole quarterback, pitcher, baseball thing. Like, I well, just, he's not, he's not a pitcher, but or, or base baseball, whatever. I just like, you, I mean, you know how I feel about baseball. I just feel like, well, I mean, they're okay, still, they're still you know, athletes though. You know, like soccer, okay, that's fine. But if you're if you're playing, you know, if you could be like number one MLS or or you know soccer or whatever, and and do football and or 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 basketball, football, dual athletes. I feel like that's a lot more. Like, yo, you know, like these dudes, oh, you know, he could have been first round the NBA or first round the NFL. That's, that's big. Well, you what's know? the guy, the, Baseball? Uh, the guy from Florida State, I always talk about him. I, uh, what's his name? Is it, is it Charlie Ward? Is that his name? Yeah, Charlie Ward. Played that Ward. won the Heisman and then went yeah. to the NBA? Yeah. Bro, like, he's a heck of an athlete. Like, I, he's up there for me. Right. To me, those guys are, yeah. You know but at the same time, I'm going to respect you for being five foot 10, 200 pounds, going number one in the NFL and going top 10 in the MLB. No, no, I get you. That's I respect. Think you just love, you I think best. you just love you short athletes. Yeah, oh, I do. You and AB. I, and I, well, I mean, yeah. I respect I, how hard it is to do what they do. And I respect that too. But I'm just talking about being like, like the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there was like, somebody pulled out an article the other day and they were uh, reading about like uh, LeBron playing football and they're like, yeah, like LeBron chooses NBA or chooses basketball for high school, whatever. It didn't say LeBron wide receiver for Akron or St. Whatever he went to. It said the best wide receiver in the state, LeBron James. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that was, that was a fact. Like he was the number one receiver in the yeah. state. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna play. He basketball. was scouted as, that's he crazy. Scout, he was scouted <laughs> as a t- bigger, slower Calvin Johnson is the way that they, that, that's, that in his scouting report, they, they mentioned him. And Colin, so, Colin, he did touch on that a little bit too, because he was saying like, we you know we always say, well, LeBron probably could have been the best tight end ever, but then we like we we do like okay, we say that like kind of like half heartedly, not realizing that like okay, LeBron is six nine two fifty, and Gronk was like what six six close to two eighty, so it's like he would be probably the no, slimmest no, 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 no. guy on the field. No, 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 no. Gronk was uh, six foot four, six foot five, two fifty. At nah, at he bigger than that, boss. Nah, the nah, boss. Look it up. <laughs> he ain't two eighty. He dang sure ain't two eighty. I'll say I'll give him two sixty at his at his biggest. But like, but at the same time, like Travis Kelsey's only two forty, two forty five. 
Yeah. Gronk was 265 at best. 6'6", 265. Brown was 6'8", 250. So so. he's built more like a Travis Kelsey, not like a Gronk. He's more like a Kittle. But I mean, at the same time, he would have came in the NFL during the tail end of like Tony Gonzalez days. So his usage, like think of him, like his era would be the same as like Jason Witten. Right. He would have dominated. But the thing oh, is, yeah, is that sure. that was in high school. He was the number one wide receiver in the state in high school. He hadn't even touched a college football field. Now, would That's he have made it? Sure, yeah. obviously. Obviously, he would have made it to a college football field. But oh, for sure. who knows what would have happened as he progressed? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What, you know, you I just, just think it's funny that we always been, like, we say that about football, basketball players because they're tall. Like, oh, bro, like he'd probably be like a great wide receiver. It's like, yeah, but like a lot of guys play basketball for a, a reason. Like, they, they're not like, it takes a special guy to play football, bro, in the NFL. It really does. Yeah, it's a different different mindset, bro. Like you got if you get hit in the mouth a few times, you might not want to really do that. Not just that, man. It's a lot of luck to it. I mean, one injury could literally make you never play. You'd be done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Versus basketball, you can change your game and still be mildly relevant. Like Mm -hmm. if you're good at basketball, you're good at basketball. Even if like like we've had that argument about John Wall a couple weeks ago. And when it comes down to it, John Wall might not be an all-star, but he's still gonna be able to go out there and play basketball because he understands how to play basketball. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like he's still going to yeah. be in the NBA. Like even if he even if he can't run like he used to run, it doesn't matter because he can still ball. Mm-hmm. Versus in football, you not being able to hit the gas pedal as hard changes if you can ball or not. I mean, I don't I don't think that Kyler is the the most athletic right now, but I also think that that's a very hard uh, dynamic to uh, judge. So, agreed. Something, nothing, or. So Instagram Live has been a sports fan's best friend right now, especially NBA. There's been a lot of guys going back and forth, had big people joining, join them. There's been a lot of like interviews between either former players or current players and other current players. Uh, it's been it's been a very interesting time for sports. Uh, but there's a lot of things that also get said that uh, some public re- relations teams probably don't appreciate. So. <laughs> uh, Carmelo Anthony the other day on Dwayne Wade's Instagram live said that if he would have gotten drafted by the Detroit Pistons, he would have won a couple championships. Do you guys agree with that? Like, like, is he is he crazy or we like? Melo's a hundred percent on point. There's nothing to disagree with that. Uh, I'm with. Well, did y'all see Ben Wallace's reply to that? Right? I, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, go ahead. What do you yeah, say? It's wild. Say? I don't think it was wild. I think he was actually reading the basketball dynamic. He was saying, well, although Carmelo is far and beyond better basketball player than Darko Milic or whatever. Mil- Milicic? Milicic. Mil- whatever. That guy. He's far and beyond a better basketball player than him. But for that Pistons system to work, it didn't need a Carmelo Anthony. And for what Carmelo was about to do to this league, the Pistons didn't need. And he probably would have messed up the chemistry. So... I I don't think that is that easy to say. Like if I just plug in Carmelo, we definitely win. I don't think it's that easy. Uh, I have to agree with you. Um, it, I don't know, man. Like it's hard. It's a hard conversation to have because because yeah, I Carmelo get that. Is one of those guys but that like, like if he if he's on his game, he's he's changing the team. So I I mean we see it even now in Portland. Like he you know before the season got suspended, like he's ball. And I just feel like I feel like. You know, I can understand Ben Wallace's point where it's like that's not the dynamic that they needed. They didn't need a guy who was going to ISO ball or they didn't need a guy. They didn't need that kind of presence. 
However, he still is. He's he was great. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Here's here's my thing. Like they're both right. Ben Wallace is right in saying yes. We we wouldn't have won the championship that that year. That is true. That is correct. Sure, chemistry, the issues, everything that he said. But long term, you see that Detroit Pistons team is not. It, they could have been more, and they were not more. If Melo was on that team, that would have changed things. So even if they didn't win the championship that year, yeah, Melo Melo could have had the potential to get to get one or two. I mean, if we're talking, if we look at Melo and what they did, and it's funny because it, it's funny because Ben Wallace goes, um, yeah, we wouldn't have won that championship. Um, Y'all see what no. Carmelo said? No, which or not Carmelo. Said? What Chauncey said? Chauncey said. Chauncey legit goes, we would have won three titles with Carmelo Anthony. So, and I get it, you know, they were teammates and stuff like that, but that that's honestly why I trust Chauncey is because Chauncey went to Denver and was like, yo, <laughs> if I had this dude just a couple of years ago in Detroit, you know? So I just feel like, I feel like Melo knows that they would have had an, they, they could have been bigger than what their run was um, in Detroit. Because if you look at Melo and his and his career, if you go back to 2009, um, I think it was the 2009, 2008, 2009 season, Melo was balling um, with the Nuggets. They ended up beating the Mavs in the conference semifinals. They get to the conference finals. Reason why they didn't move on. I mean, they went 4-2, but they lost to, you know, Kobe's Lakers, who ended up winning the championship that year. So if you had that Melo in Detroit, I mean, Detroit wouldn't be the laughing stock that it is now. I mean, we would have had a, there, there's so many domino effects. It could have changed everything with LeBron. It could have changed. There's, there's so, there's, and that's what I love about NBA what ifs, because, you know, what if this happened? I mean, it could have changed the entire dynamic of NBA history as we know it. Well, I mean, I think he would have one. I, I agree with the, like, if you're going to go off of a, a long-term perspective, like, yeah, I guess you could say that he would widen their window to keep going, but like, okay, Melo, Melo reaches the beginnings of his dominance and his scoring prime in 2009. That's five years removed from the 04 Pistons winning a, yep. a title. So you got to add five years, everybody. And it's funny that... No, 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 no. He was, he was still dominant, but that was the season that that dominance led to, you know, advanced postseason play. Like to to the conference semis. Like before that, he was still first round. He was still... I mean, I'm round. talking about like, like, I'm talking about peak form Melo. Like that's probably not gonna. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I mean, like I'm talking like he could carry the roster by then. Like he's carrying the team now. But it's funny to me that Chauncey Billups says that because he's also the one that's on record saying that as much as he loves playing with Carmelo Anthony, he knows that his fatal flaw is that thirty meant too much to him. He's he's, he's a numbers guy. The thirty meant too no, much to him, and that's what I'm saying. Like that, and that's what Ben Wallace is pointing to, because that's not how that team. Like he said, if I'm not mistaken, his main point was like, well, Melo was supposed to be a guy that you draft to start immediately. And if he was a kind of Detroit, he wasn't starting over Tayshawn Prince or Richard Hamilton because of not only their offensive presence, but because they were a defensive team. So it's like, I, yeah, like for the fantasy basketball purposes of it, yes, I would love to see that happen. But for like in the real life, when the balls really hit the court, like I understand why, nah, we, we don't need that. But you don't think that that would have changed Melo? Well, hold on, hold on, pause. Do you think no. the, his one year after he gets drafted, the Pistons lose in the finals to San Antonio? Now I get that mm-hmm. he's only in his second year and he's not, but he's still Carmelo Anthony. Like, you know, yes, he didn't hit his full stride till 2009, but he was still, he was still good. Right. I mean, his, his day one starter, he was decent. Um, 
So you you think he pushes him over the edge to beat San Antonio? To beat Pop? No. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he does. No. So and then so let's go to 06. 06, they lose in the uh conference finals to Miami. The Shaq Shaq Wade Miami. The Shaq D Wade team. Do you think do you think that makes the biggest difference? By the way, they lost two four. So Yeah, that'd be tough. Do you think he makes- now, I would I would I would probably like to see that more so than them in the finals against the Spurs. I, he might have a better shot then, but I can't. I can't. I, I mean, I'll just be riffing here because I don't remember. I don't remember the series. I would have to go back and watch. Yeah. Like, what I mean, it was like, that what they were losing? Oh seven, they lost to the Cavs, Eastern Conference Finals, two uh, four. Mm-hmm. So maybe, uh, you know. But my thing is, is like, maybe. is Melo the big uh, big enough swing to swing two whole games? One game, sure. One game, I'll give him one game. Like, one game, he's gonna be able to be that extra thing that pushes you over the top. But two games, I, I don't know. You know. Um, so oh eight. No, I get. I for sure give Melo at least two games. Yeah. Well, I give him one because the thing is, is that he's he's not the defensive presence that Atayshon Prince was. So he's not he's not a direct Fair. swap. Like he's not he's not just a direct like improvement over what he was. He's a trade off. Mm-hmm. So you're giving something up to put him in to get points. So that's my thing. So that's that's where it it, it kind of becomes this like clumsy kind of comparison because it's not. Yeah. Tayshawn Prince is not Carmelo Anthony. I'll never say he was. But what Carmelo offers you, Tayshawn Prince doesn't, but vice versa as well. I mean, the Pistons, that Pistons team, they were they were a low-scoring team. Yes. So, yeah, you could say on paper, yeah, Melo would help that a lot. But what are we taking away? It's always going to be a give and a take here. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, the it, all it takes is a good coach to balance those minutes. I mean, it, it, like, it could have been done. 2008, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. They had four years in a row they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's crazy. Like, or I'm sorry, they had four years in a row that they lost in the they lost in the late rounds of playoffs. So one was the finals, and then three years in a row Eastern Conference Finals after their chip. You could definitely make an argument that Melo would have at least changed one of those years. I'm okay. With, I can I can agree with that. Oh, I'll give one, one more of those years. More years. than that for me. I, I feel like I I'd much rather have. To, to me, it's kind of like well, it's it's well, it's a different situation, obviously, because. You know, Michael Porter Jr.'s hurt, but it's like I'd much rather have Mellow in my back pocket, you know, to add something than Darko in my front pocket adding nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like the argument of yeah, Dar- uh, Darko wasn't even starting. Would, like Darko wasn't even I think he was like the third center in rotation. Right. I, I understand that. But starting starting is an ego thing. So what I'm saying is like, OK, like Mar- Michael Porter Jr. isn't starting because he's hurt. Michael Porter Jr. is a starter. What I'm saying is with Melo coming in, you could have given him that whole rookie, like, I get it. I get who you are. I get who you are in Syracuse, but we're a championship caliber squad. Let's let's work you in. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, like, what about Melo's personality and the things that he's done in the last 10 years makes you think that, like, this would have been like, okay, like, bro, like, this is because he's a rookie. Because he's a rookie. Because he's, nah, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Took, he's a rookie that took Syracuse to the NCAA championship and won it his rookie year. I, mean, I understand that, season, but, like, but you're comparing the NBA now to what it was back then. And when you were a rookie back then, you were still a rookie. Like people were talking were, smack to LeBron before LeBron came in. You know what I'm saying? Like dudes on Cleveland were like, yeah, LeBron, mm-mm, nah. But I'm and, not and, and people Mello, were vibing with him. You know what I'm saying? Mello, so Melo averaged 20 his rookie year. Yeah, on Denver. When it, but we're, we're talking the hypothetical. <laughs> all, all I'm saying So, is, yeah, he got bullied a lot. Yeah, give me the ball, yeah, bro. But, but when I'm... <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that the, the, cause Ben Wallace is arguing dynamic. Like my point is, is that 
we don't know how things would have been. But having Melo in the back pocket, I don't I, think that that's a detriment. To I the agree team. with Tiago that definitely like early two thousands is very different than rookies coming in now. Like you just you can't you can't look at Zion right now and say that he was in the same boat. You know, in a, as like almost like a hazing perspective as like right. LeBron was in like. 2003 like, you know i agree you guys are both right but like literally ben like verbatim said exactly what i'm telling you like you draft mellow to come in to be the guy well yeah well yeah, no they're my, both right but here's my thing with that so i agree i agree like i said when we started this segment i agree with both thought processes but don't you think mellow would have been a different person if he kind of came up in the nba around guys like ben wallace chauncey billups rasheed wallace rip hamilton tayshawn prince like you don't think that Sure. Maybe his his thought process wouldn't be a little different. I'm not. I'm yes. real with you. If Ben Wallace told me that I'm gonna shut shut up and sit down and listen and learn, I'm gonna do that because that dude's mad scary, and <laughs> like he's still mad scary. But yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like, and or like Rasheed Wallace just stares at you the wrong way. Like, man's getting teed right. up. Like, he come up under that veteran. Yeah, but like you know, he'd be that, a totally different player. Yes, but that that kind of hard nosed because they 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 were the the you know Detroit Pistons of the eighties, like the bad boy Pistons. Like they brought that back a little bit, and yeah, that grit and grind. Yes, and, and so and yeah. Now I'm not saying anything about Carmelo, but I definitely think that the team dynamic would have been so different that his um, neediness, his stardom, like his yeah. start. Yeah, I don't I don't want to make it sound bad. It's not a bad thing. But his, you're saying he would adjust to them, not the other way around. I, I wouldn't say that a hundred percent, but I say there would definitely be a give and a take more so than there was on Denver. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Because I, I wouldn't say that he's going to adjust on them because he is still Carmelo Anthony. Let's not get that twisted. But he definitely doesn't. He definitely doesn't just walk in and go, "Hey, <laughs> that's funny. Pass me the ball." Like that doesn't that doesn't happen there, especially right. with them going into uh, a season that they would eventually win the championship. Like they, you know, the the year before that they got swept in the Easter conference finals. They were already a good team. So like, and that's like, while we're on it, like shout out to their GM. Cause you draft for what you need, not for what you want. And they ended up winning them a championship. So yeah. Yeah. And then, they, and they were contenders for five years after that for a while. Yeah. So. No, no, it worked. It worked. It worked in that moment. I just feel like in the long run, I mean, of course, because we know what we know what Carmelo is now. So he just it just it's fun to look and think back. Well, Carmelo, but I can see Carmelo I can see where the dynamic is just odd. I mean, we knew what he was going to be. Back Carmelo down, is exactly what we thought he was going to be. And yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that like on Denver, and they, they still decided to not draft him. Well, Denver allowed him the freedom <laughs> to be. He was the so face. Like, yo, he's seen it. But like, okay, wait, look at Zion right now. Is Zion not the face of that team right now? Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Now, what if he went to some place like now? I get that that's not a you know he was drafted first overall, da, 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 da. but like let's say he went to somewhere that had you know I wouldn't say like the Lakers, but like I'll say the Lakers just because they have good yeah, veteran presence, like, like mm-hmm. so, a team that has good veteran presence. You know, uh, Golden State, um, the Rockets. You know, any of these like top tier teams right now. Like if he walks in, it, you're telling me if he went goes to the Rockets right now, which be honest with you, he would be an amazing fit for the Rockets right now. But uh, right. you're telling me that he does he becomes the face of the franchise over Westbrook and Harden? No, yeah, never. He's gonna play third fiddle. Yeah, never. And and maybe maybe ten years from now, sure. Same thing with the Lakers. He's gonna be the face of the franchise over AD and LeBron. No, never. But see, the thing is, no, I agree with that point. But the thing, like Melo is walking into a Pistons team of guys of 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 guys. These aren't like 
superstars. These are guys. Like it's not like it's not like oh yeah, if James Harden tells me like nah, Rook, you gotta mm, nah, that ain't it. All right, you got that because you Harden. Like I'm a listen. Okay, I'm like okay, yeah. Richard Hamilton, these guys, these are very good basketball players. So a lot, some of them, more of them should be in the Hall of Fame. They're really good basketball players. They did a lot for the game. But mm-hmm. they're not like commanding, like, bro, no, that's not the same presence. It's not the same presence. No, and, and I agree with you. That's fair. I agree with I you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say they, they, were, they were, that's why they were so good because they were guys that made it work together. Yeah. It's almost like, but it, I mean, but I who mean, would have the cachet to say, like, I mean, Chauncey, like, Chauncey, yeah, he's very good. But is he Chris Paul? No, <laughs> no, but but the attitudes there is is different as well though. But like, because you have the Ben Wall, yeah. like you have that bad boy kind of attitude, and like they don't take stuff from the refs or from the other team. You think they're going to take st- anything from a guy who went to Syracuse and went? We don't care about your NCAA championship. We don't care about it. Like you, you're here now. If there was a coach who could make it work, and Larry Brown was coaching at that time, was coaching the team at that time, I feel like Larry would make it work. You know, I I I feel like Larry would find a way. To I mean, make it all work. I think I think they made the right decision because I mean it led him to being dominant for for several yeah, years. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, it is it is a fun what if. But I mean, I'm gonna say this, and y'all can think it's hot because this is my this is my personal list. But like, as far as players that I've watched play basketball, like Ben Wallace is in my top five players of all time. Not like skill wise, like of people that I scorching hot. But no, I don't mean like Scorching I don't mean like skill wise. I don't mean skill. You're saying like your favorite. I'm just saying like if there's a game on right now, like if there's like that 04, 05, 06 Pistons game on, and it's on TV right now on ESPN, I'm gonna watch that whole thing because I just enjoyed watching him play. Like I love Ben Wallace mm-hmm. basketball because he was way too small to be playing center, and he would put a body on Yao and and Shaq and all these guys. Like he would he would compete with the best at like six foot nine. And yeah, I mean, I respect that. I ain't, I ain't watching no 04 Pistons games though. That ain't happening. I'm not, I'm not watching no team go out and score 82 points, bro. It's not. I'm good. Yeah, great basketball though, but I ain't, I ain't watching that, bro. Yeah, no disrespect to Ben. Ben did Ben make the Hall of Fame yet? No, I think he did. Or he should be. He should be up for it at least. Yeah, um, yeah give it time. No, just no disrespect to Ben. He ain't no top. Five. No, no, no. I don't mean. I don't mean. I'm not giving him. He's not in my top five players like you just say favorite to watch like if i like like Dwayne wade's my number one player of all time doesn't mean that i think he's better than kobe or or shoot there's people in the nba right now that are better than Dwayne wade was but like if i'm gonna go if i have one person that i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna watch it's Dwayne wade like i just loved watching like him play i loved watching him play. yeah he's fun to watch yeah so that's my that's what i mean like my personal like people i love watching play like you, you see what i'm saying like i don't mean like it's not a top five list for anything like actual like that matters. It's just like these are my top five. Like if I had to go pay for a ticket and go watch somebody play, yeah, Dwayne Wade's on the list. He's number one. Right. Ben I Wallace up there. Like ne- next week, I'm gonna give y'all my favorite uh, horse couple on the uh, <laughs> whenever. That- All right. Well, make sure you <laughs> make sure you come with the statistics because we ain't watching it. <laughs> oh, when is that supposed to air? I have no idea, honestly. I know they're working on it. But- <laughs> You could have plug it and then not know anything else about it. <laughs> Shoot. I don't work for the NBA. They'll figure it out. <laughs> well, all right, guys. It's been another fun week here at Triple Overtime. We appreciate all y'all that are rocking with us. We can't wait for sports to come back either. We hope we're giving you guys a little bit of what you missed. We know that uh, things are kind of hectic and crazy out there for everybody. We hope everybody's well, staying safe, washing your hands, don't touch your face, stay inside. You know, all the stuff you guys, you guys all know, we, we hear about it every day. We don't need to get into it. But like I said, we do appreciate you guys rocking with us. 
We know you guys can be doing a lot of different things with your time. Hopefully you're bored enough to listen to us every week. And uh, we, we can't wait for sports to come back either, guys. We thank you for everything. Check us out at 3OT Podcast on social platforms. If you guys have any suggestions for us, review us. Any, anywhere you guys listen to your podcast, if you can hear our, my voice, hit the review. Uh, tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. We read every single DM that comes in on Instagram. We read every single comment, all three of us. So be sure that you guys are communicating with us so that way we know how to be a better product for you. Again, we appreciate you guys. We look forward to talking to you all next week and uh, stay safe.